listening to the Strong Towers Podcast, a podcast where all topics are on the table, from brotherhood and faith to culture and wisdom. So pull up a chair and join us as we talk about the things that build us up and make us strong. Welcome back to the Strong Towers Podcast. I'm John Ackerman. With me as always, Mike Laura, Tom Edwards. And if you've been tracking with us for a while, we just spent the last few weeks uh, sort of inviting you all behind the curtain at Strong Towers, uh, talking about some of our off-season revamp. Uh, not that we did anything to the logo, uh, the opening soundtrack's still the same, unless Mike did something crazy, <laughs> but we spent a lot of the holiday season really digging into what it was that we were after at Strong Towers, our mission and vision, and the, the core values, the core beliefs that really have instilled what we wanted to do since day one, but that we wanted to be even more intentional about just being cognizant of, being aware of, and ensuring that that it was interwoven uh, with everything that we would do moving forward. Uh, so this is now the first non-mission, non-vision, non-core values episode. Um, and honestly, I just felt like it'd be kind of fun to, to do something a little lighthearted. So what we're going to talk about today are those someday house projects that all of us have on our list. And we're just going to do a little bit of dreaming, uh, a little bit of, uh, you know, if you had the time and the money, what would you love to do? Or what would you love to hire someone to come help you with? Mm-hmm. Not just to outsource, you don't have to deal with it, but you know, invite a pro in and be like, hey, uh, could I pay you mostly full price or maybe maybe all Maybe all of it, but I'd love to get better at this. So, uh, with no further introduction than that, uh, gentlemen, what's uh, what's top of your list for someday projects? You know, it's funny when I saw this topic on the schedule, I, I already started to cringe. And 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 hear me out. <laughs> for the last month and a half, I've been doing renovations at my uh, rental property. And it has nothing but a list, a laundry list of things and projects that I need to complete. And that has not been fun, but it has been satisfying, satisfying in, in, in some sort of weird sense and, and way. Um, there's a lot of things on that house that I just, in the past, probably would have just hired somebody to come and do. But the fact that it's not my current house to live in i've had a lot i've been a lot more daring in the projects right hey i'll just rip it off it's already broken what am i gonna do break it some more right and and, uh if it gets that bad i can hire somebody to come 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 fix it but i i kind of cringed when you when you said this list but um but but all, all jokes aside i love to host i love to cook and i love to have just people over at my house and so if i could pick a project it would be my backyard and I'd want to have like a full on like ki- outside kitchen with like nice. like an, a nice like area to just host things outside. I don't know what it is about eating outside under the stars or under those cafe lights that you know we get on Amazon and 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 just listening to like just some music and and just hanging out with friends that I just I find so much enjoyment in. And I've kind of like started on the process like I hung up some lights and you know I, I did the 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 patio I, I report a patio but it's still not complete it's still not that end goal and that dream and i love the way you frame this it's not just to have somebody come like 
HGTV it, right? Just boom, bam, it's done over the weekend. It's it's being a part of something and learning and understanding yeah. that next step. And and so that I think that would be my project. It would be uh, to hire uh, you know a carpenter, maybe even a landscaper, um, mm-hmm. and just just be over to the shoulder. Kind of like I was that seven-year-old kid watching my dad work on the brakes, right? Just being like, hey, what are you doing? What's that? What's going on with this? And and lifting a couple pieces of wood, you know, hammering a couple nails. I think that would be such a an experience. Something that I, I'd be willing to pay for. I'd be willing to apprentice for, you know, a weekend or a week to, to learn the craft of somebody else. And, and, um, and so I love the question, John. And my spot, my place would be an outdoor area to host and to just, just be uh, in fellowship with friends. Mm. That's good. And I will come visit. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Make that happen. <laughs> yeah. What, what I like about the question is I think all three of us kind of approach it from the same place uh, in that we all have done various levels of DIY project ourselves. We're all interested in that kind of uh, thing. Uh, and we're all at the same time interested in learning more than we already know in, in that particular area. Right. And so um, this isn't a, this is what I have to do. Like this is what's on my honeydew list and I just haven't gotten to it yet. And someday I will get to it. This is a, like a stretch goal, right? This is yeah. a, uh, it's a little bit out of the bounds of what I have done in normal home projects uh, to this point. Um, and for me, uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's definitely uh, like an office shack, writer shack kind of space. Yes. Um, yes. We, uh, we, when we, when we bought the house, and, you know, walking around the property with the realtor and all that, um, there's a Creek out back and obviously the kids are nuts about that and everything. Um, but then kind of right off the back end of the property for some reason, um, there's like a 12 by 12 poured concrete slab back there. Um, I'm like this uh, initially, I thought, ah, like maybe I'll put up a pergola. We'll do some, um, you know, outdoor seating and, and whatever, uh, back there. But as I've been thinking about it more and, uh, working from home also, uh, like a nice office space, um, back there. And, and so I started to research it and, um, found some folks on YouTube that had done similar things. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm just envisioning like a, a cool, room some bookshelves with some uh, old books on it a wood stove in a corner lots of windows looking out um you know across the creek and and into the woods and um yeah just a really chill place to be um and so framing something like that definitely a new project for Mm me um and i was originally thinking um when i was just thinking of it as like a a kind of a writer's oasis. Um, I was thinking no power. Um, but now that I'm, I in possibly a, a remote work location, um, you know, running electric out mm. to it, um, possibly running internet out to it, um, you know, are, are definitely things that I have not put myself through yet. And so, um, you know, the idea of come alongside somebody that knows what they're doing and I can kind of pick their brain and figure out, um, what's the best way to go about this. 
uh, yeah, there's there's a, a number of components that I would be interested in just picking up those skills. Nice. John, you got a lot of projects always. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. what makes what makes the the dream list and not the dread list in the house? Well put, well put. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. And honestly, I almost surprised myself when I put this topic in our, you know, future playlist spreadsheet. Because uh, that I've obviously been spending lots of time in the midst of, you know, we're three years into a, a live-in renovation and, and at least two more years to go. And I think what surprised me just in the last couple of months, and it was spurred on by, I needed to do, I needed to do some cabinetry, which I don't have any background in. And I needed some outfeed space for my table saw. And I just don't have it in my upstairs anymore. Uh, you know, we frame too many walls now and I just, I don't have the space to, to rip full sheets of plywood on a table saw and have room for them to go anywhere. And so I had to go down to my basement where there's, there's a workshop space, but really, I mean, all the working was happening upstairs. And so the basement just became a storage like all the random lumber, all the random demo stuff, all the tools that I wasn't using at the moment. And I spent a couple of weekends getting it cleared out, getting it organized. Actually, I built a workbench that'll double as an outfeed table, you know, same height as my table saw. And I love being in my basement now. <laughs> like just walking in there. And it, it's not yep. pristinely organized. It's not, you know, HGTV garage workshop worthy. I don't have pegboard yet for all my tools, but like there's a level of organization and there's a level of just clean that now and like most of my like my, my free thoughts when I'm thinking about all right, what's the next thing I need to do are fun things that I want to build in my workshop. Like whether it's just like a rolling cart for my scrap offcuts that are still usable. Or whether it's, you know, a couple of modular rolling workbenches for like some of the standalone tools like the drill press or things like that. Um, but just like, how much of my brain is now given over to creative space of what my workshop could look like. And then the fun projects that I could be doing, none of which have anything to do with my home renovation. And so I have to pull myself up short and be like, all right, then, you know, we're probably not there yet. This is probably not the time and space you should be spending but it was just, honestly, it, it surprised me. It, it was a very necessary relief that I wasn't aware that I was in need of to suddenly have some fun play space, um, not just in my head, but physically in my house. Mm. Where it didn't just have to be about the next thing on the to-do list. Um, yeah. So that, that's the small one. The big one that Brooke and I were just talking about, I think a couple of weeks ago, we were out walking because she can walk now because she's recovered from her foot surgeries. And we were coming back down our driveway and we were looking at this section of the property and we went, you know, it would be really fun to build a really big barn purely for entertainment space, you know, like event hosting site kind of thing. Like, 30 by 50, 40 by 60. We don't have horses. What? Right. But it's, like it would just be fun to have 
like a big, beautiful barn that, like, whatever we do with it, immaterial. But, like, you were talking about, you know, the framing. Like, I have no idea how to build something from scratch. None at all. There's no foundation. We'd have to excavate it and pour it. I have, I have less clue how to do any of that than I do the things currently going on in my house, and I barely have a clue about some of that stuff. And yet there's something just so attractive about like sort of making a brand new footprint mm. on our property. The thing I find awesome about all of our projects is that, and I get it, every space has a purpose and whatnot, but I love the fact that each one of it comes from like a place in our heart that we we find joy in, right? Whether that's mm-hmm. hosting individuals or being creative or, um, you know, just being able to just be, you know, blessing other people with the projects that we build or having people over. And I just, I love the fact that this question not only just brings out the, hey, what what ways do we want to be creative or what ways do we want to learn? But it also shows just a little bit about ourselves too and where, you know, where we find uh, a little bit of love at and where we like to, to give a little bit of love, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think when we allow ourselves to get into that space, we're, we're releasing more of our true self of things that we would maybe normally keep down or talk ourselves out of or say it's not a possibility. And, you know, allowing that to, to run through may have some practical implications, you know, like projects in the workshop are going to make it easier to do other things in the workshop. Um, but I think for you, John, the enjoyment you've been finding is is in the thinking through the the projects. And, oh, this would be fun or this would be cool to do or I'd like to have one of those uh, one day. Um, the other piece that I was thinking is the involvement of other people, right? Um, John, when you were talking about uh, the the barn i just had a vision of like an amish barn raising right and like you just got 20 guys descend on the property and within a day you know there's the structure of of this barn and yeah it's got to get finished out and everything but poof you know the community comes together and, and i've had that same thought about um the the writer's shed of like it'd be really fun to do like a couple of weekends have the guys over hey we're framing this weekend come on by if you want to figure it out and and have fun or you know i'm gonna do drywall and it it doesn't have to be a perfect space and so let's figure out mudding or um yeah just different places to invite people in uh and then mike like your end project your end goal is to invite people in Right. And so we're, we're using these creative faculties, we're building these skills, we're dreaming and we're including other people in the, the vision of what these projects can mean. They're not uh, intended to happen in isolation. Yeah. I think for me, that's been some of the surprising joy that's come is, you know, I'm, I'm introverted by nature. I, I prefer isolation, especially in a learning space. I spent most of my life, you know, hating to make mistakes and especially hating to make mistakes in front of people. And even as I've done this renovation process, there's been so much of it that I've, I've enjoyed doing on my own, um, having my own little sandbox in which to learn and to make mistakes and, you know, things like that. But the times that it's been, the, the times that people have come and helped have just been, I think significantly more enjoyable 
than I was even expecting they would be. Um, you know, the, the help with my roof that, that you guys all chipped in on it. And even some of the initial demo, like we were looking back at some early pictures from the house and, you know, Mike, you were there with Alex and ripping apart my bathroom. Um, it was just, it, it's been, it's been, it's been a lot of fun to learn on my own. It's been a lot of fun to be able to go at my own pace and, and discover some of these things. And it's been so much fun. Like you said, Tom, to, to have group involvement and to, to make a space where not only do I get to benefit from what other people have to offer, but in some cases now even impart the little bit that I've been able to pick up and, um, you know, let it be a space of learning, which not shockingly, I'm a teacher. So it's not like I want to tell people what to do, but just to have an environment where learning is part of what's happening, that it, you know, one of the best things about renovating this old house is we knew it wasn't going to be perfect when we, when we started. And so being able to invite people in to offer what they have and to pick up what they have and, you know, we want it to look good, but like there's, there's blemishes and that honestly, that becomes part of the story of the house. Like, Hey, remember that time that we couldn't quite make this thing fit just right. And so this was how we solved it. And so now every time we look at it, like it's a memory and it's not a, a frustrating memory of, I can't believe we didn't get this right, but it's a, like it's a, it's a warm memory of, you remember the time that people took time out of their day to come help us with something that we couldn't do on our own. Like it's just, it's so, it's so rich now when I look at different parts of my house because it's tied to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's awesome. And, and something I think that comes with, with maturity, right? I, I tend to feel like I don't want to bother people with asking okay. for help. And that's been a struggle for me. That has been a real big struggle for me, especially for like small tasks that I should, that I feel like I could easily do on my own. And a great example is, is, you know, I, I, I finally caved and I I shot out the uh, SOS and, and said, Hey man, like I've been spending so much time doing this renovation in North Carolina that I could really use some help on my, on my, on my, on my yard and, and clearing out some overgrowth. And I must have rewrote and wrote that text message at least 20 times (laughs) like removing people from the string adding people to the string you know you know just try not to be like i didn't want to be needy and you know what i just thought to myself like and we've said this before i'm not sure if it was you know in other conversations but like how oftentimes not asking for help can can rob other people of 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 blessing you right and giving them the opportunity to do something for you that they would more than likely want to do if given the opportunity and and so I love the fact that this question um, was easy for me to answer because it was like, I'm going to pay somebody to come teach me. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> but to ask somebody for help and to ask somebody to teach them without having to offer anything to them, I think is a whole nother type of question and a whole nother frame of thought. Because, again, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot harder to ask for help when you really don't have much to offer besides maybe a couple slices mm-hmm. of pizza and a six pack of beer, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I struggle with that so much. And so many people have so kindly offered, like even people I don't know well, right? They just, they hear a little bit of the story of what we're doing. They're like, Hey, if you ever need help and it's not the like, Hey, if there's ever anything I can do, let me know. But you know, don't let me know. Like they, they sincerely want to come be a part of the, of the story. And I struggle so much with 
Like even when they've asked to help, I don't even have to ask. They've asked. All I have to do is say yes and pick yeah. a time and a date. Yeah. Oh, it's just so hard. It's so hard. The, the yeah, that feeling. Even if they've asked, I still feel like I'm being a bother. Yeah. I hate that. Mm-hmm. Well, and you've had a number of projects on the house that you could not legitimately have done by yourself. Right. Like you and your dad were not dropping that roof (laughs) on your own, you know? Um, But it does, it, it, we, it hits on those places where we feel like we need to be able to be self-sufficient or that this is something that I I should know how to do on my own or, um, but I, I think that's another component of, of the, dreaming as well right is it allows us the chance to plan and envision and think through uh without having that level of reality even if the projects do come to fruition eventually and and i hope for all three of us that the projects do come to fruition um you know while we're dreaming about it and and kind of going through that it allows us to to sort of remove from the reality of I need to make this happen somehow. And does that involve other people? Does that involve skills? I don't know and stuff I'm going to have to figure out. And it's just, it's fun and it's a different thing than I have to get this done next weekend or, you know, the next weekend that the weather's good or, you know, I got to fit it in somehow. That's a good switch, a good pivot. Has there ever been um, a dream project or anything that you guys have had on your list as, hey, this is this is something that is going to be my want, my forward, my like, can't wait till I get there. And then it started to become uh, a chore. Then it started to become that that task. Then it started to become that dread. It, it moved from the dream list to the dread list because I know I've had a couple projects where um, I've started to pick up and thought to myself, like, this is going to be amazing i'm gonna gonna learn so much and as the project progressed i i i don't want to go as far as to say i hated it but i i dreaded even picking up tools to work on it right and there's like a great example i'm i'm looking at built-ins to build next to my my fireplace i must have watched a thousand youtube videos i must have uh, uh, looked at it, a bunch of different plans and the research and everything was great i pulled out the first piece of trim Bought pre-built cabinets that Janelle didn't like, and I immediately went, "Well, I'm I'm done with this project." Like, and now I got I got trim broken up. I got half the wood needed there for this built-ins, and I have to, I have to finish this project now, right? Like, I've already crossed this this line of uh, like no return. I, I I started tearing my house apart in order to put these things in, but that project went from dream to wanting to have something nice and just being like appreciative of, of, of quality built craftsmanship that I was going to put together to man why did I why did I start this why did I go down this path and so you know I, I'm, I'm sure there's a, a long list but I don't know if you guys have any projects you can think off the top of your head that went from from dream to dread yeah both of my outside animal shelters mm. <laughs> Building our chicken coop and building the goat shed. I admire. You know what? Uh, when I when I walked by your pro or when I was on your property letting dogs out a couple weeks ago, I I wish I would have brought the boys with me because I was 
looking at your chicken coop and your what do you what do you, is it a goat pen? What do you call? I don't even know the goat lingo. Yeah. It was I thought it was awesome. I was like, wow, this is really good work. And and I took pictures, sent them to you. I was like, man, this is this is fun. It's it's <laughs> someday soon farm. That's right. Yeah, and so I mean, it, it came back around to joy in the end. But in both of those cases, yeah, I'm sure it, when of, it's completed, I'm sure it was, it was yeah. joy when it was. Done. <laughs> yeah, but in both instances, it became a. I felt like I bit off more than I could chew, and not not necessarily in complexity, but just stamina and endurance required. Um, yeah, and that chicken coop, I really thought it was going to be like a long weekend. And it was so much more than that. Um, and even at, like, it, it actually robbed me of a lot of my joy in the project because it was my first, like, creative build. It was my first, like, I don't have a step-by-step plan for this, but I have a rough guide. And I'm just going to get to figure out some of this as I go. And it's, you know, it's a chicken coop, so at the end of the day, like, I'm not living in it. But I want it to look nice. But if it's not perfect, it's okay. But it just, it took so flipping long that, you know, the, probably the middle, I don't know, third at least, it just felt, it was a grind and I was doing it because it had to get done because we had chickens that smelled awful that were living in our house and they needed to get out. (laughs) And, and by the, and it was actually, it was a little bit after I had finished um, and everything was done before I could really look at it and enjoy it because all I could think about was thank God I'm done. And it was a little bit the same with the, the goat pen and the goat shed. It was it just, it felt like death by a thousand cuts because again, like the goats were coming and, and so it just, it had to get done. And so stretching wire fence and twisting all the termination points on the corners and, like it just, it became so tedious, it became so mind numbing and it became not fun because, you know, I was on a deadline and then the goat shed itself, like, you know, it was a fun build. Like I built out of pallets and scrap plywood that I had laying around. And so like the creativity of how can I make these things fit together and work, but I had to get it done. I had to, I had to hit a deadline. And then even once they were here, I was like, well, but it's not winter proof yet. And so I've still got like, I just, I couldn't walk away from it. And I look at it now and I'm like, man, that was cool. I did a good job with that and I'm proud of it, but it, it was a grind. Yeah. I, I was going to say that the timing or the delayed timing of projects is a killer for me. You know, if I, if I start something and then I'll have to walk away for whatever reason and, like, I feel like trying to re-engage a lot of times is just hard. It's the, it's just been sitting there and um, to get back into that original groove. But one project for us in our old house, uh, we finally decided to redo this bathroom that just had been poorly planned from the start. It had uh, like a stand-up shower, you know, and then the door swung out. But the way they had it arranged, the door swung toward a wall and so you couldn't actually open the door to the shower all the way and not only could you not open the door to the shower all the way the towel bar was behind the door when you opened it 
it just like the arrangement was was just not good. And so we'd been thinking about redoing the bathroom for a while uh, and finally started and tore it down to studs um, with actually a friend. Zach came by and helped me just destroy the bathroom and um, probably shortened our lives a whole lot with all the stuff we discovered behind the sheetrock and under the floor <laughs> and all that. Um, but, uh, you know, started out well. And then we kind of paused and then the pause lasted and it was probably several months that we had just like a half functional bathroom because we needed to finish tiling out the, the shower enclosure that we did. And, um, and it was just one of those like really grading things right like you walk past it every day you're you're using the sink in there every day and you see this project is not done uh, and i can't do it today and so it just keeps going and going and that was really frustrating um just to like constantly be aware that this is needs to get finished and i'm not going to finish it anytime soon mm-hmm. um so yeah, that that's one that definitely comes to mind. Of it, it, it flipped over from this is a cool project that we we would look forward to doing to it, it was a it was a chore. Hmm. So here's one: Do you guys have a project or a type of job uh, that you like to do? That if somebody called you up, it wouldn't be a question like, "Yes, I'll volunteer. I'll do that." Um, you know, outside, inside electrical plumbing whatever is there something that you've found that you actually kind of enjoy that that you were surprised by up until last month i would have said flooring um <laughs> but that is no longer on the list actually no this one's uh <laughs> then you had to do it in your own yeah, house yeah i had to do it in my own house um actually this one's kind of a shocker cuz i know there's so many people who hate this um but i enjoy painting I enjoy mm-hmm. being able to cut in lines and 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 roll out paint and and just be taking like not taking my time with it but just being very you know it's soothing for me a little bit um if all the right paint colors have been chosen beforehand and, yeah. and uh, there's no second guessing and repainting but um yeah I I I enjoy um uh, painting, especially if there is no floor set and you're allowed to make a little bit of a mess. I think that takes it, takes it a whole other level of enjoyment, right? right? Everything in the proper nice. order. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have said flooring. Um, I really like that. And you know, most of the flooring that I've done has been some version of snap together, where it's, whether it's laminate or engineered hardwood or something like that. And so just the Especially, like you said, you know, proper order. If you've done all the other things to get to that point, mm. there's just something really, really satisfying about watching a floor take shape in a room. Yeah. And just the the amount of progress that you can make relatively quickly. Um, and, you know, there's a little bit of fun with some of the cuts, and then there's a ton of frustration with some of the cuts. Um, <laughs> but I feel like on the whole, that's just... That's a satisfying workspace. But I think the other one that I've discovered that I really like is landscaping. And I don't feel like I have a great like vision 
for what could be. Like, I can't look at a space and suddenly see all these possibilities come to life. But we've had to spend so much time clearing away overgrown stuff and, you know, essentially reclaiming the land and seeing some of that. Um, in some cases, things brought back to life, things that had been so grown over that they were dying. And, I mean, there's been a several fruit trees that we've essentially resuscitated uh, by cleaning away all the clutter and the debris and the brush and the, the vines and everything else. Uh, and just seeing spaces brought back to life, um, you know, spaces where flowers are actually getting the bloom that were planted there, but they were covered up by some junk. Um, that's been really satisfying, too. That's cool. Um, yeah, I was going to say flooring too. So I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like scrap the podcast. Let's start a flooring company. <laughs> um, I, there's something My soothing, job. I think, in in laying down the flooring. Uh, there, you know the the. I think there's a little bit of that, like, grew up on Tetris mentality of, yes. you know, how do you put the pieces together and make it so that the seams don't line up? And um, so I, I enjoy that piece of it. I do enjoy, like, having to figure out the cuts, like you were saying, John. And um, and it really is, a, a, I feel like it's a project that you can see the progress very clearly, very easily. As you're going through the day, even, you could see, like, hey, this this room looks more finished right now than it did when we started a couple hours ago. Um, and so that, that kind of, uh, instant gratification, I guess, um, is really nice on a project too. Um, so yeah, that, that, that one for me is, is a lot of fun. Speaking of YouTube and all that other stuff, as I mentioned earlier, when I think about flooring, I found so many tricks after the fact, like there was one <laughs> thing where I was like measuring, like, the board, I was, I was backing into a piece and it was backing into the wall and I was like measuring it and, you know, no walls straight. So like, I'm having to like adjust for, you know, a little bit of, of, of the wall. I'll say the wall, not my flooring, but there was a guy on one of the Instagram things where he like laid one piece, laid all the other pieces of the next row and then did like a, like a weird measurement thing where he laid the next piece out and just traced it with one quick swoop of a pencil and then cut it all out and I'm like I just spent like an hour and a half <laughs> measuring each piece like two and two and three quarters three inches and this guy just came whipped out a pencil real quick threw the other piece on and and ran all the pieces through the table saw and just set them down like in 10 minutes and I was like why didn't I watch this before I started doing <laughs> the end of the piece but I knowledge is power right yeah. Well, and that goes back to what we were saying at the beginning, right? Of, of coming alongside somebody that actually knows yes. what they're doing and yes. has, has yes. the tricks. Yeah. Cause yeah. the other frustrating pieces, I feel like whenever you get into this spot of like, Oh, I got to measure this down to like this, you know, the eighth of an inch, it never cuts. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's why the floor is a little bit forgiving, right? You're a little bit too far away on this one side. Eh, trim's going to go over the top of it. And so we're, we're good to go. Cause I, it, it never ends up being in the right spot. Yeah. I, uh, I invested in a lot of quarter round. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but yeah, I like that question, Tom. And I, and I like Mike, what you brought to it about, I think part of the joy that I found just dreaming about my workshop space is because I've, you know, my YouTube feed has changed so much. The algorithms have basically had to reset themselves. 
And I've just found so much delight in watching other people's brilliance on display that that alone is inspiring me to want to think differently about how I would have done something to see if there's a different way that I could do it, to see if there's a skill that I could develop or just, you know, incorporate in a way that I wouldn't have done before. And, um, yeah, there's just, there's been so much fun that's come from watching other people who are great at what they do and who clearly enjoy what they do and are clearly accomplished with what they do. And just being able to siphon off little pieces of it that, like I said, change the way I think. Um, even if I end up doing it the same way that I would have done it before, just the, the change in my mind of seeing differently than I would have, seeing possibilities that I wouldn't have considered before. I just, I like, I like the effect that all of these things are having on me. Yeah, that's really cool. And on that note, I think I think we'll wrap it up because we can't philosophize too much more than that. I feel like um, so we've said it before on the podcast, uh, you know, kind of the invitation to dream and just uh, you know let your thoughts kind of go where they will uh, when you start to think about not a have to project, but a, a want to project. Um, we, we stuck more with the physical building, uh, this podcast, cause it's something that, that the three of us are interested in and have helped each other with in the past. Um, but it could be something more along the artistic lines or, um, just if you had the time, the money, the, the availability, the, the mentor, uh, to walk you through something that uh, that you want to learn, just what would it be? And then, you know, is there a way for you to start taking steps in that direction um, and to, to take that dream and, and turn it into a reality and, and actually get the enjoyment out of the process instead of just the vision? Uh, so maybe we've given you some ideas. Maybe, you know, we just send you to YouTube and tell you to find lots of other people that do cool things um but uh yeah we hope we hope it was uh an enjoyable conversation and we thank you all for being here um, and go out and and do something before you go we just wanted to take a quick minute to thank you for being a part of the conversation and taking on this journey with us. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast app and throw us a like or write a review. All of that helps other people find our show. If you're looking for more, head over to our website, strong-towers.com, and sign up to receive notifications whenever we release new content. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at strong underscore towers. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, We Are Strong Towers, to keep the conversation going throughout the week. If you want to support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash strong towers for your chance to score some strong tower swag and get access to exclusive content. We appreciate y'all and we'll see you back here real soon.